Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Almost live from the trenches of New York City, here are your middle-aged warriors, Chris Cimino and Rick Summers. Well, just hearing that intro is difficult. Welcome to Middle Age Warriors. I'm Chris Cimino. I've written about and posted on social media about the loss of my partner on Middle Age Warriors. It's been about two months. I wanted to do this sooner, but I just really couldn't quite do it sooner. And it's still difficult, that being said, but I didn't want time to keep going by without paying homage to not only my partner on this podcast, but more importantly, a really sweet friend, a really wonderful, gracious person who carried a lot of weight on his shoulders for many years in such a way, as I said, with grace and dignity and never, never complained, never wanted sympathy. Uh, Rick suffered from MS in the last several years. It, It got progressively worse. In fact, those were the years our friendship actually got closer. I went on about how I met Rick Rick many years ago at at a radio station when I worked for a private weather service called CompuWeather. He worked at a radio station, WBLI, out in Long Island, and occasionally we would record the weather or I'd do a live weather shot with him, and he was the DJ there. Uh, We then later met at a Met game, spoke, you know, about the similarities in our lives, et cetera, et cetera. We kind of hit it off a little bit, but then it drifted away, and my life went in all different places, from weather to TV and traveling and and having jobs around the country. And and Rick as well then ended up ultimately landing at Light FM in New York, where he met his wife, Valerie Smaldone, who was also working there. And dear Valerie, whose voice you hear at the open here, that he was able to get for us to start and kick off this show. We were so happy and proud of that. She has a wonderful voice and is a beautiful lady. And all I can say is anybody out there who knows her, please send your best wishes and prayers and put good feelings out into the universe for her. She is struggling mightily right now. But, uh, you know, this process, while similar to a bit of my process, I think I was more prepared. This happened very suddenly and we were not prepared. And uh, certainly Valerie was, Valerie was not prepared. And in, in fact, when I say two months ago, it was the end of August, uh, August 27th, to be exact, Rick was at my wedding. And, uh, you know, we had a really nice time, and he, had a, he seemed to have a very nice time. And we hugged and said goodnight, and I said, well, I'll see you when I get back from Portugal. And then he actually, I was in the plane getting ready to leave JFK, and he texted me, you know, have a wonderful trip, and, you know, Finally, the stress is over with the wedding and all the plans, and enjoy yourselves. And I said, yeah, thanks, I really appreciate that. And that was Rick. That was Rick always, um, just asking about you and really enjoyed seeing you happy. You know, when some people throw that line out, hey, how are you? And then they don't really want to hear the answer. Hey, what's going on? And then they really don't want to hear the answer. And they want to talk about themselves or something else. But Rick really wanted to hear the answer, and he really wanted to talk about it and enjoyed talking about it. And, you know, sometimes I would almost feel awkward about his happiness for me because I know I, I knew what he was going through, and, and his ability to do things little by little was being taken away by the illness. And, 
that that was a difficult thing to watch as a friend. But again, you know, Rick made it easier. He almost cared about us, and and it's funny because, and not funny, but to that point, Valerie, when we got back from the honeymoon, she had left a voicemail to call her. And, you know, Valerie's relationship with me and, and my wife were more like we would go out as couples maybe for different things. He occasionally were over each other's place for dinner here or there. But most of my correspondence on a regular basis during the week several times was usually would be Rick. So I didn't usually get phone calls from Valerie. So I was a little worried something was wrong. I thought maybe he fell and hurt himself or was in the hospital for something. But when she told me he had passed, um, it was just it still is a little dumbfounding to me and there are still so many moments where I something happens and I'm like oh let me text Rick because he's gonna love this or and that still happens and I and I understand that and I know the process from when I lost my wife uh, almost eight years ago there's a there's a long stretch of painful things you have to go through and you have to go through them I think to, to heal but one of the things that she said at the end of the conversation really struck me and it was just so sweet and also a reflection of Rick. And she said, Chris, I'm sorry for your loss. And I was like, well, wait, this is your partner for the last, I don't know, 25 plus years. And you're sorry about my loss? I lost my friend. And uh, that still moves me. That still moves me. That still hits me deep. So what I wanted to do here is reflect on some stories about Rick or at least maybe some of the lighter things about him and, and just how beautiful a man he really was. And uh, I want to bring in a couple of guests to talk about that as well. I'm going to take a minute here and a break and uh, we'll be right back. Well, before we get back to our tribute to Rick Summers, my partner here on the Believe Podcast Network, Middle Age Warriors, word from our sponsor... Bet Online. Well, it's the last of the major pro sports league kicks off this week, and Bet Online is your top spot for all the NBA action this season. With MLB postseason, NFL, and college football, and NHL in full swing, Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport, anytime. Head to the Bet Online today to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code BLEAV. That's B L E A V, BLEAV, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. And welcome back to Middle Age Warriors, a special edition here in uh, paying homage and a tribute to my partner in, uh, in this podcast and a great friend, Rick Summers. Uh, guest of the show several times that actually Rick brought to the show, and he would shed his comedic light on the many uh, convoluted, I guess, social issues that we're all enduring and continue to endure. I want to say uh, welcome to Scott Blakeman. Scott, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Chris. Uh, not for the greatest reason. Uh, of course, we always loved having you on the show, and Rick was a big fan of yours as well. And I guess for the listeners, uh, how did that relationship actually get started between you and Rick? Well, uh, Rick actually was a student in my stand-up comedy workshop at the New School. Uh, and being a middle-aged warrior, I can't remember the exact year, but it was I, I'm <laughs> yes. pretty sure it was in the early 90s. And that's how we met. And, and, you know, humor was such a big part of who Rick was. I mean, he didn't go on to do comedy, but anytime you were with him, he just made you feel great and, that, and, and, and happy. And so... You know, at a time like this, when we're we're remembering someone, I think it's so. The main thing is for those of us here is to be 
for great, be grateful. And I'm so, first of all, grateful to Rick for uh, getting to do this podcast in the early days of the pandemic. And so that when it first started, I guess, and, and, and then actually, and getting to meet you and thanks to Rick of all the great things he's done in his life. We got, you and I got to be friends because of Rick. And so, you know, you have to look at it that way, but Rick was just, it's one of those friendships too. It went back to the early nineties, but it was one of those things and living in New York, it happens where you don't see someone all the time and years could go by, but every time we'd reconnect, it was, we just pick up where we left off and just always, always, he was the sweetest guy, someone who genuinely cared about you, uh, always asked about you, and just, as I said, was always just fun to be with. Yeah, I mean, I think genuine is really a word that described Rick, and to to your point, you know, we have so many people, we, we see each other, and we go, hey, how you doing? And nobody really wants to hear the answer. But <laughs> the thing about Rick was Rick really wanted to hear how you were doing. And he would remember things. If if you said something, you were having a little issue. I remember I might say something. Oh, my daughter's giving me a hard time with this, whatever. And then three days later, we get together and we're talking and boom, you know, so what's going on between you and your daughter? Is that working out okay? He was always thinking about others and think about what he was enduring, really. And he always sort of deflected away from that. I mean, he could have made it all about him as that MS was taking hold of him over the last several years, but he never really did that, right? Oh, not not at all. No, I mean, it was really, uh, I remember I performed at a, an MS Benefit years back and he was there, but it was, yeah, it was never, uh, you know, it was always asking questions about me or or his various career changes. I mean, he was brilliant as a radio personality. I remember going up to the station and seeing him. And then when he started, I guess he was at NYU and getting into um, a new field. And, and I just admired that about him too, just with all the obstacles he faced. He just kept moving forward and, and trying new things and, and being excited about it. And I just loved his sense of, and you know this better than I do from his last few years, he, like you said, he pushed on and even in, in, in recent, you know, months where he really had difficulty getting around and it wasn't woe was me. It was like, I'm going there. I'm going to get there. And, and he was always that way and his sense of adventure and just trying new things and uh, I just really, in so many ways, he's an inspiration and will always be. Right. That's, you know, and that's the thing that, you know, I hope will carry on and all of the people that he touched when we lose somebody and I've experienced this before. And many of us have, when you lose somebody prematurely, if you will, it, it's just too soon. And it was certainly too soon for Rick. I like to lean on just what you pointed out, what they have left in us from what they gave us that lives on in each one of us forever. So Rick is still in, you know, a part of all of us. And uh, because he was such a, let's be honest, he was a positive light. I'm sure somewhere along the line, he wasn't perfect. I don't know, but to be <laughs> honest, you know, I never really saw that side of him. And 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 to that, I mean, that's, that's also something that you could say was wonderful about him. If he did have, and he would admit, chinks in his armor, that kind of thing. And and he led, led a life like everybody else. We we hit bumps in the road, we made mistakes, but he was very honest and, you know, owned up to those kinds of things. And I think he and I re-reconnected for the third time in these last few years. And that's really where the friendship bloomed. And it was there that the honesty came out. And I think we both had learned from life in general. I mean, let's be honest, middle-aged warriors, what are we talking about? We are hopefully learning from our mistakes and becoming better people as we age into the rest of life. And I think you kind of feel similar to that. Oh, absolutely. And I think, I mean, again, 
I, I you know, one thing I could say for sure about Rick too, many things, but never a sense of bitterness or, the, or oh, I, you know, that didn't work out or this. It was always just, on, like I said, on to the next thing. Well, I'm going to do something else. And and always just, as I said, I know it's a little corny, but he always felt good around him. And it was, it was just a very positive thing. And doing this uh, podcast with both of you, you know, again, I hadn't seen Rick in a while, of course, with COVID. I hadn't really seen any anyone hardly. And right. it came through even, you know, me holding my phone and and, and, and you know, whatever it was. And it was, it, I really so, like I said, grateful that that enabled me to reconnect with Rick and to meet you. And I think that's, what Carrie keeps us going too is to look at a situation, a person, and say, "Look what they've given us, and continue to give us." And as you say, there are people who you, know, you feel bad about, but this is someone who, every day, I mean, really, uh, you know, I think about him and, and, and miss him. And of course, we always tend to make it about ourselves, as I do, in the sense of I didn't get the opportunity in this time around to see him and have a thread of texts. You know, we're going to get together, and and the, the reality is too, having MS, and he never would say it but i'm sure there are days you just can't get out of bed or you can't really and, right. and there was a day we were supposed to meet and that day he said just can't do it and i'm sure that's what it was and and there were days where i was out of town or this so i do regret not pushing even harder to, I, you know do it but again the better feeling i think is to just be grateful every moment that i was with him since the early 90s and yep. to, to hold on to that and be thankful for that and, and just glad that i knew him and and really just i feel lucky to have known him yeah, I mean, and I think that speaks to him. We can't beat ourselves up because we don't know these things are going to happen, obviously. And for me, it was something that, fortunately, the way things were scheduled in our lives, he was literally at my wedding on August 27th. And I believe gone in nine or 10 days from there. And he was fine, you know, as fine as he was in, in, in his, you know, state in dealing with the MS. And we, we had a nice time at the wedding and talking and you know the usual you know we hugged and gave a kiss love you man goodbye and in fact when I was on the plane ready to go to Portugal for our honeymoon he texted me uh, finally the stress is over of the wedding de-stress enjoy yourselves there and uh, he had been to Portugal I don't know if it was a couple of years ago with Valerie and so you know we were going to compare notes when I got back and when I got back to have the phone message from Valerie it, it's still it, it's it's kind of numbing. And to your point also where, you know, you think about them all the time and some, I'll see something happen socially or maybe via sports and, oh, I, Rick's got to see this. I got to text him. I got to let him know. Mm. And then it's like you get punched in the stomach each time that happens. And yeah, and I know that process and it, it's going to take time. But, uh, you know, well, you said an important thing, too, that, you know, uh, as far as regrets, like every time you're with them, you'd hug. I love you, man. And and this is something that I've, you know, I've always appreciated my friends, but the last few years, I think as I get older too, uh, you know, I do always, you know, and to me, it really is friendship and family are the most important things. I mean, maybe I should spend a little more time on career, but but to me, if I could, I'll go cross country, if I could see a pal from second grade and spend a couple of days, I mean, what what's more, you know, ultimately what's more important than that and to, you know, and, and to really appreciate and to say the things to say you know i love you whatever it is because you know it, it could always happen but as we get older the sad mm -hmm. reality is even though it was way too soon for rick but it's 
it's sure. it's, it's not as uncommon as it was when we were in our 20s obviously Right. I mean, back then you didn't think of of somebody not being here tomorrow. But of course, the reality, like you said, is as we move along, it happens more often. But yeah, that that is something, too, that I think Rick even inspired in that he, you know, as we got older, he would make a point of connecting that way each time and ending a conversation that way each time, because there is a value to that. And that just keeps reinforcing the relationships and the friendships that we have. But, you know, he was a great example of they talk about I have I have friends from first grade still to this day, fifth grade. In fact, they were sitting at the table with Rick, mm. oddly enough. But, you know, they talk usually later in life. You don't have this. You don't create the same friendships. But with Rick for later in life, this was probably the deepest and closest friendship I had with anybody that I didn't grow up with. that doesn't know me since I was, you know, eight years old. And I think that's a special thing, too, because. As adults, we all, you know, we meet each other. We tend to be a little guarded. You know, you don't always, for some reason, I could tell Rick anything and feel I could trust him. He wasn't going to turn it on me in any way. Uh, there was just that openness. And I don't know, you know, you talked about career changes. At one point, then he went back to school. He became, he got his degree in social work. And maybe that also helped him. But I think it was innate in who he was. Oh yeah, and it was always very empathetic, and and uh, yeah, I, I, I just always, you know, when you were with him, you felt he was really there, and 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 as you say, I think it brought the best out in whoever he was with, also, and being, you know, close and sharing things, and uh, you know, and it's just, uh, yeah, and and really, he just had a sense of, uh, you know, again, we don't know everything about it, but he had a sense of sort of calm and just sort of, you know, wanting to be there for other people. And, and sharing things with other people and just having the joy, really. And again, especially when he had such a battle for so many years with MS, which who would have blamed someone for that? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, you know, and being a little bit at half the time, kind of, mm -hmm. why me? And I never saw that. And I certainly would have understood it, but he never did that. He was, and it, it almost made you sort of forget that that was a, an issue because it was just so trying not to make it that. And he was just always so there and just as I said moving forward and let's do this and that and you talk about the things you would do with Rick in the last few months is it really he was able to do that and he, he just yeah. made himself able to do that yeah I mean the literally the week before the wedding we met uh Rick loved his diners yeah. <laughs> I think he always he felt a little bit he was he wanted to live in the in the in the world of Seinfeld you know yeah. so we would often go to diners to have uh lunch or breakfast or whatever and meet and we met in a diner uh, I guess I think it was up in White Plains uh, it was one of the favorite ones we used to go to all the time. But, you know, and each time it, it was getting tougher for him. And, you know, and that was always kind of the thing. How much do you want to sort of openly help him where he's comfortable with it? Or does he start to get uncomfortable with it? But he never made you feel uncomfortable in any in any way. And he was very independent. I, I was laughing with my wife, Edme, when he used to come to the to to my place to do the podcast. He would never come empty handed. <laughs> always got to bring something. You know, yeah. it would be a Shonda if I didn't bring something. Yeah. So it was, you know, he's go oh, reach back in the trunk and there'd always be like this, this bag of something. And it could be the most obscure things like, I don't know, sun-dried chips of peas and broccoli or it was, it was, but he always came with something. And I think that also speaks to him. It was always about sharing, always about giving of himself. And uh, yeah, this was, this was a, a beautiful man. That's for sure. Yeah. And as funny you mentioned diners. 
Uh, I used to live in, in Scarsdale and I, I wish I still was out in Westchester these last three years. I could have, mm. you know, been in the same room with you guys back then, but uh, I saw him at a diner in Scarsdale and Valerie. And, and, and so, uh, you know, and it was just, didn't want to leave. I was just standing there blocking the waiters, but it was just, uh, so much fun to run into him. So, and that really, you know, any kind of, and I, this is a, you know, celebration when you talk about someone that there's life and, I think the best legacy you could have is that people, when they think of you, as sad as we are that he's not here, that the happiness and the joy that he's given us, that will stay with us. And, and inspiration, as I said earlier, that will stay with us. And that's the best thing anyone can leave uh, right. other people. Yeah. And I think, you know, he gave us he gave us plenty of those moments where uh, I just recollect and instantly a smile comes on my face or I'll just laugh. Uh, the 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 famous joke. I don't know if he learned this in your comedy class, but I don't know how many times he said it on our podcast. We did a hundred podcasts together, and it was well. If the best part of waking up is soldiers in your cup, then you better reexamine your life. You know, <laughs> your life's really shitty. Is it? As yeah. a, I think he did uh, do it in class. Yeah, <laughs> that's and, that uh, was his go-to. That was yeah. Well, it works all the time. You know, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, it, it wasn't just some, you know, he had a very optimistic view of life, but he, but he had a great sense of humor, too. So so it was just a great combination. Well, I cannot thank you enough, Scott, for joining me here to share some of that. I know a few weeks ago we got together, raised the glass uh, to Rick, and uh, in a couple of days we're going to have some dinner together uh, and meet each other's better halves. And that's one of the things, Rick, thank you for creating this new friendship between Scott and I. So uh, uh, thank you to thank Rick for that too. And, and, and just, I'm so thankful for every minute I got to spend with him. And as I said, it's going to, everything he was is always going to stay with me. Absolutely. Amen to that. All right. Thanks, Scott. I will see you soon. Be well. Okay, thanks very much, Chris. You too. Take care, pal. Want to once again, thanks Scott for joining me for that. And uh, before we close here, I was hoping we would have another guest actually live, but uh, she is not able uh, to record at this point, and I really want to finish up this show for Rick and uh, get it out there for everybody to hear. But uh, I'll do the next best thing, and it's something that actually Cheryl Benton, who again is the person I was hoping would be our guest, she was a guest on our show a couple of times, one of the three tomatoes, a wonderful lady, very talented woman. She also is part of a publishing company, um, and I believe Rick was writing a book, and they were talking about uh, perhaps working together on putting it out there. But Cheryl uh, made a post shortly after finding out the news about Rick. So what I will do here in her words, and I will read it verbatim from her post on Facebook. And it's titled, Rick Summers, Steinhaus, A Gentleman, Rest in Peace. There are people who come into your life and leave an indelible mark on your heart. Rick Summers, Steinhaus was one of those people. When I got the call last week that started with, I had bad news, my breathing stopped. And when I heard the next words, Rick died yesterday, it only restarted from the shock of those three unbelievable words. Rick was the longtime love and partner of my dear friend Valerie Smaldone, who was an early cheerleader for the Three Tomatoes, and our first contributor. Her column, Broadway and Bagels, appears weekly. They had a beautiful love story, and my heart breaks for her devastating loss. When I first met Rick, he had just received his master's degree in social work after a two-decade career in broadcasting. 
He was trying to fix the world, one person at a time, and he joked that it was taking a little bit longer than he anticipated. This was a guy who really cared about people and the world around him. I was immediately drawn to Reich, as were all who knew him, first by his dazzling smile, but more importantly his superpower, which was truly connecting with people. When you had a conversation with Rick, it was all about you. When he asked you, how are you, he truly wanted to know the answer. He made everyone feel special, as if they were the only person in a crowded room. I also knew Rick had multiple sclerosis, which at the time I knew very little about. But fast forward to a few years ago when my daughter, Ronnie, was having strange symptoms and her doctors had no answers. Yet we suspected they sounded like the MS symptoms. I called Valerie and Rake on the next day. She had an appointment with the top MS doctor in New York City who confirmed our suspicions. Rick immediately reached out to her, offering his support, as he did with so many others diagnosed with this incurable disease. I never once talked to Rick when he did not ask me, so how is Ronnie? He was a powerful spokesperson for the National Multiple Sclerosis Society and ran many support groups for others with the disease. When I first met Rick, he was physically robust and showed no outward signs of his disease, but over the years it slowly grabbed hold of him. It was difficult to watch his physical health decline over the years, but I never saw him feel sorry for himself. He always greeted everyone with that dazzling smile, optimism, and his inquisitive mind. I love conversations with Rick. He was a deep thinker with a great sense of humor, a rare combination. In the past few months, I had the privilege of working closely with Rick on a book he was writing about living with multiple sclerosis. He was on a mission to help other people living with MS or any incurable disease. It is a book that deals with the subject realistically, but with hope and optimism. It is my hope that Valerie and I can get this book completed and share with the world. Rick was truly a gentleman, kind in a world that is sorely lacking in kindness and empathy. My heart goes out to Valerie, his family, and the many friends who loved him. He left his indelible mark on our hearts. Those are the words of Cheryl Benton. Beautiful words. I don't think you could put it any better in describing what a relationship and a friendship was like with Rick. Um, we could go on and on, and there are many others that have been friends with Rick over the years, and I would doubt anyone would say anything different. He was a great soul, a great man, a great human being. I'm glad I had the chance to really become friends with him over the years. I wish we had many, many more. Life is funny. We don't write the script. We're just in this and uh, following along, whatever the plan is, I suppose. So in closing to Valerie, to Rick's friends and family, uh, a heartfelt wish for strength and moving on. It's never easy. It will get better. It will take time. And we are all blessed and we were all very fortunate to have Rick in some ways in our lives. So until I see you on the other side, my friend, as I would say sunshine always, Rick would follow it with old Lionel Richie line. Be good, feel good. God bless you, Rick. Rest in peace. And before I go, I just want to say thanks to the Believe Podcast Network. They were gracious enough to take us on early on, over three and a half years ago, with the concept of middle-aged warriors. Two guys, middle-aged, BSing about life in general. And it's been a blast. It was wonderful doing it with Rick. It was a, a great opportunity 
for us both to share our thoughts and our feelings with all of you. And we thank all of you who are loyal and listening on a weekly basis, sometimes just a monthly basis, but anytime you stop by, it really meant a lot to both of us. It truly did. So this is going to be the final broadcast of Middle Age Warriors on the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you, thank you, thank you once again, all of you for listening. And uh, I might just pop up somewhere else down the road. So stay strong, be well, stay safe, everybody. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.